If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Welcome back to another episode of How to Sell a House podcast. We are getting into an important topic today, which is what are the costs of selling a house? Definitely going into the, the process and in, in when you're prepping to get ready to sell a house, that's a, a pretty important part of it. So we're going to get into some details on that. And if you are thinking about selling, we are here in San Diego. I'm Cassidy Lewis. I'm Chris Erickson. Lauren Sanders with the Beach Life Group. And we are real estate agents out here in North County, San Diego. So if you're looking to sell out here, definitely get in touch with us. Or if you are in another market, get in touch and we can help you find a great agent in your neck of the woods. We have a great referral base that we have uh, agents in a lot of different spots. So get in touch and we'll help you out. It's vast. Vast. (laughs) And it's growing every day. So got a great Austin agent, Maui, Seattle, everywhere. You name it, we got it. Yep. But head over to howtosellahousepodcast.com for all the resources. We have a ton of other episodes as well where we walk you through the entire process and answer every single question you need to know about how to sell your house. So it's over at howtosellahousepodcast.com. Let's get into it. So when selling your house, there are obviously costs involved just going through the process, real estate agents, escrows, title, all that kind of stuff. One of the biggest costs usually is going to be real estate commissions what you pay and what your your agent and then what you offer buyer's agents. Uh, the real estate commissions, are they negotiable between the seller and the agent? And it could vary market to market. There's all types of different levels of service, discount, all the way up to super premium. So find out what works for you, exactly what service you're looking for, how, how you know, I mean, it's a huge asset. So you got to think of it as an investment. It is actually the right things are not a cost. Like if you update something and you get money back on it, if you hire the right agent and they save you money. We can debate that. <laughs> Let's go. Is it a cost or is it an investment? <laughs> it, it's that would be a good debate. Yeah, yeah I mean, I it guess does. that's a good addition to it is just depending on what level of service you're looking for, you can also make more or make less money with lower service. Let's, make let's hit more that. Money. You hire an agent to do everything and there's a higher cost or is it cost more costly than if you hire somebody that does nothing but the basic, it's all about the value, what you get. If an agent gets you 100000 more and it costs you 25000 more to use them, I think that's an investment. It is. And uh, with commissions and we're calling it one of the costs to sell your house, you don't pay it up front. So the agent only gets paid once the house closes. So there's nothing that that's not an upfront cost for you. And in most markets, at least the folks we've chatted with um, and in our market here in San Diego, the agent typically handles the costs of marketing, photography, video, just as part of their package. Obviously, if you're going to look for a discount agent, that's probably not going to be the case, but um, a full service agent is going to cover all those costs. Unless it's in really, really high end price points where sometimes there will be some agreed upon negotiations on that stuff too. Different agents have different services as well. So some include free staging, you know, just additional services on top of what the typical photography, video, all that kind of stuff. So every agent has, like Cassie said, different packages. So find one that's going to work well for your situation. The next cost that you might 
not think about right off the bat, but it's an important one, is a termite inspection, especially here in Southern California. That's something, uh, the wood-destroying pest, as they put it, is a big one to have done beforehand. A pre-inspection is also one that we're seeing more and more uh, these days. Um, and it just this helps you kind of get some of those repairs done before you're getting into escrow, and it just creates a little less risk of cancellations later down the line. So those repair costs and those inspection costs are just something to factor in. If, if you as a seller do these ahead of time, you're going to have less surprises. Even if you don't do the repairs up front, at least the potential buyer will know what's going on. And when they do make their offer, they already have that knowledge. So they'll be able to potentially price that into what they're offering on your home. So it'll set expectations kind of for everybody going forward. So and then professional preparation of your home, uh, which basically means, you know, get a professional cleaning company to clean it. Uh, do one of those deep cleanings right before you get it going. As we've mentioned, I don't know, countless times during this podcast, Get the, that includes the windows being cleaned. Oh, yeah. This is the how to <laughs> you must clean your windows podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's probably one of the best returns on your money, actually. And then staging, if you're doing staging, you know, work that out, whether the agent's taking care of it or, you know, and there's various forms of that. It can go from thousand or two thousand dollars up to five or ten thousand, depending on the size of the house and the amount of uh, furniture you need. So even vacant houses, they they range, they, you know, they range differently depending on the type of property. Sometimes you just stage the ground floor in properties. Staging also too could just be your items. Um, so a stager could come in and kind of just rearrange rooms, remove some items, put some knickknacks in, things like that. And so that's going to be on that lower side. Like yep. And mentioned. a little little storage sometimes if you need that. Mm-hmm. These little uh, temporary storage things could be part of that. Landscaping is an important part of some of these things I would say are an investment. So even staging, they run the numbers on staging. The return is pretty darn good. Same with landscaping. We got a home warranty too. We talked about that. That's one of the closing costs if you end up buying a home warranty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it will be included in the offer that the buyer writes in that the seller will provide a home warranty. And it's just a good little kind of insurance against potentially anything going wrong with the property when the buyer buys it. Covers appliances, covers depending on your house. I mean, the basics are like appliances. If you have a pool, you could add that on. Just all the systems, kind of systems yeah, HVAC. H- yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, that that will cover that, and that's a minimal expense. I mean, in the long, it's like you probably ranges about five hundred up to a thousand, depending on kind of how big the house is, all that kind of stuff. At least out here in California. And then one other thing, I know Lauren just mentioned uh, a lot of that stuff is kind of more of an investment as opposed to a cost. So these things will be upfront cost, but if they make sense, if they will add value to the property, then it's you, it will be a cost upfront, but in the long term, it's going to be an investment improvements to the property. So getting it ready for the market, it could be simple stuff as far as paint, flooring, you know, the typical stuff you hear everywhere. Are you going to do any bigger projects, any remodeling? Are you going to put in new countertops, paint the cabinets, do any of that stuff, new windows, you know, whatever it might be. Some jobs just might not make sense. So consult with the agent or somebody who is in the business or kind of knows what potentially value add these improvements will have. The next item is closing costs kind of as a whole. You'll hear that term a lot, um, but that typically is escrow fees. Uh, Escrow is the company that handles the transaction, um, and those fees are based on purchase price. And this is a number your agent can get for you through an escrow company and get you a net sheet just to give you an idea of what those costs are going to be up front. And also title insurance is 
uh, one of the main items too that you'll always have in a transaction. You might also have attorney's fees in some markets um, as part of your closing costs as well. Um, our general topic of taxes on this when you have a property sale for some folks, depending on how long you've been in it, whether it's your primary residence, there may or may not be taxes you owe on the gain. If you do, if it's an investment property and you're not doing the 1031 exchange, there are some taxes. And sometimes, depending on where you live, the state of California will take out their 13 and a third, three and a third percent. Sorry. I don't know why I added a one to that. <laughs> that just became a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so they'll take, even if you don't owe it necessarily, they take their their three and a third percent and hold it until you file a tax return in the state if you're from out of the state. You know, they're not in a sense they're not costs because they're they're just um, you know, if you've had a gain and you have to pay taxes on it, that's not necessarily cost. But so there are various taxes that you may see come out of your net proceeds. So make sure you understand what that process is because sometimes it's a big number. Like if you buy a house and sell it within a year, you haven't been in, in it two years, even if it was your primary residence, um, there's going to be a capital gain that's different than if it was your primary residence and you've been there for two years. Mm-hmm. So, And in that case, the state will want their money again. So you might know, <laughs> you know if you had a $100,000 gain, they might want their uh, percentage. The, the number one advice as far as when you're looking at what kind of a tax situation you have based on the sale of your property, talk to a tax professional. I mean, we agents as in general have some general knowledge on that, but everybody's situation's specific and you could have some nuance to your situation that could have a major impact on what you're doing. So talk to a tax professional. Um, that's an early stage thing to do too as well, to understand what the impact of selling the house is on your financial situation. And one of the other numbers you might see on there is your mortgage payoff. So depending on how much you owe on there, if you're, you know, you have a $800,000 house, but you have a $500,000 mortgage, obviously that's going to come off. You know, bottom line, make the, you know, the cost before putting your home on the market. So you do know the net, which is the one of the most important numbers, because that's what you're going to walk away with at the end of everything. So not directly tied to selling your house, but an important one to just to keep in mind is you're going to have to get out of the house. So <laughs> moving costs um, to go wherever you're going next um, is an important thing to just get um, an estimate ahead of time. You know, are you getting a pod? Are you going to need storage? Are you going to move across country? That expense can be a small number up to a, a very large number. So just getting that dialed in and figured out ahead of time is super important. Yeah, movers are not cheap. We work with a lot of people relocating in and around San Diego and coming from different areas and They've some of us have told us kind of what it costs to move, and it's it's a big number. You can get up there depending. Well, it's on- escalated the past couple of years for sure too. Yeah. Um, if you haven't moved for three years, definitely check because <laughs> um, it may be fifty percent more than it was just three years ago yeah. in yeah. some markets. Well, and also too, we've had clients that have had cars shipped and all that too. So that's just something to think about if if you don't want to drive two cars across the country, or uh, even if you're just moving a state or two. You know, that's a, a big expense as well. So the, the next topic we're going to talk about is how to minimize some of these costs and get the best bang for your buck for your cost that you're paying to sell your home. So number one, you know, I, probably the biggest influence on what happens on the sale of your house is the real estate professional that you hire uh, based on their skill level and their knowledge of the market and knowledge of negotiating, knowledge of contracts. All of those things can have a big impact on 
the bottom line uh, number in good and bad markets. So, you know, that's, I, I would say the item number one is to make sure you get a person that knows what they're doing, professional, proven history, track record, all those things are, are, are important. The next thing you might want to think about is, are there some of the things that you are doing to prepare your home for sale that you can do yourself? Do you happen to be a gardener and you could get the guard, the yard looking great? It's not, you don't want to, like, if you're not a painter, don't paint your house. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but, but um, uh, or if you're not a colorist, don't pick the color. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's, that's from a previous episode. But anyway, if there are some of those things, like... Some people are awesome at cleaning their house. It looks clean all the time. If you don't, you know, if you can do that, clean your windows, have at it, save a little bit of money there. Um, there are some costs that you can save too with different professional folks within, like we, we have military discounts on certain things. If, if you're selling a house, we connect you with escrow. Sometimes we'll give a discount, but there's some discounts involved sometimes as well. With companies, even even home warranties every once in a while. A couple other items on kind of how to minimize the cost or, uh, yeah, I guess long-term kind of save you some cash. Don't over-improve. So if you are thinking about getting your house ready for the market, don't do anything crazy. That's not going to make sense. What are some examples? I mean, when you're doing flooring and stuff, that that's not something – when you're choosing something for the masses, don't choose something that's – Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or Something highly personalized. Yeah, super. Per- yeah, exactly. Like we just walked into a, a listing the other day where there was fish tile that filled a whole bathroom, and it's probably cost a pretty penny to have it all installed, but it's very specific to somebody's taste. So some of those things too, like if you're prepping your house for sale, make it be as neutral as possible. Get somebody's opinion on what is in at that time too. Like right now, vinyl plank flooring is everywhere. But make sure you're picking the right colors and all that, especially if you don't have an eye for it. Get somebody's opinion that will help you guide you through that because it's one of the first things you see is flooring and paint and all that. So those are important things to have right. Um, And also chat with your agent about whether the flooring does need to be replaced because in some cases, like if it's carpet especially, if it's in horrible shape, yes, your agent's probably going to tell you to replace it. But if it's in okay shape, there's a good chance that the buyers of your home are going to replace it anyways. So just have that conversation with your agent. And you can do an allowance as well sometimes yep. if that if that is appropriate for your um, situation. The one thing I would caution too is don't over – so this is based on the value in this kind of home you have. Don't underdo it. Like if you've got a $5 million house, don't put FHA-grade carpet in mm-hmm. two rooms just to save – 1500 bucks, but mm-hmm. most people know that. Mm-hmm. And the same vice versa, like I think we mentioned at the beginning, don't over, you know, if you're in a condo, don't do a $250,000 kitchen if it's a $500,000 condo. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, but make the, the adjustments you're making that you're going to get a return on your money. Um, at least a break even to sell faster type of return versus. Um, hey, just making it look awesome, or you have a friend you want to give business to to put in those super expensive counters or something. Mm-hmm. And with all those improvements and kind of prep and getting it ready, make sure you try to time it well. So, like, if you need a new roof, you know it's, I mean, let's say it's leaking or whatever. Time is going to come down to what works for you. But if you do have some sort of runway, don't try to, you know, if you need a new roof, don't 
get it done during the rainy season because that's when the roofers are busy. So they're going to have a premium for their service and, and that kind of stuff. So try to time those kind of services around what, you know, the seasons, what works best when people have a little bit more time. Contractors might have slower seasons. So those are some of the costs of selling your home and some ways to potentially minimize that. Uh, if you guys want some more information, we have a ton more resources at howtosellahousepodcast.com. Go check it out there. We've got uh, some really good networking. So you can just reach out to us. We'll put you in touch with somebody in your neck of the woods. We're out here in sunny San Diego. So if you guys are thinking about selling out here you want to have a conversation hit us up over there we'll catch you guys all on the next episode